Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, Dave has lost it once again. Pinball jelly, pinball jelly, pinball belly, just about that. I mean, baseball bad. I can't get it right. Or a it, or a big old jet. What are the two? Yeah. Either one. I don't know. I think the original one was a uh, baseball bat, but we'll go with the big old jet. Why not? This is barely forecasting, featuring Tabin and Injured Nerves audio production. Well, hello, and a big, huge hello to all our listeners in the Potterverse, and welcome to all our new listeners. I know we picked up a few new listeners now. Thank you, new listeners. Hi. Well, I am one of your co-hosts, Barely Normal, and with me is... Hi, uh, my name is Tabin. Um, I'm a pup. Bark, bark. Uh, welcome, and I hope you have enjoyed listening so far, so much so that you keep listening more than just now. <laughs> well, I hope so, too, yes. So we have a lot of things to discuss today. We have a great interview with Summer Cat later on. Yes. He's been around the fandom for a long, long time. Long time. So be sure to listen to our discussion with him later today. We have gotten to the point where we start having to do follow-ups from stuff we've talked about in prior weeks. <laughs> it's true. So if trying to so, remember what week we were we are on isn't bad enough. <laughs> right. We have to talk about things we talked about last week, this week, for next week. <laughs> I couldn't say it better myself. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> last week, we talked about playing cards. Yes. You know, a standard poker deck. And you asked me about the Joker. Yes. And so apparently the Joker was added to the playing deck during the American Civil War. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, because there was a game called Euchre, which I have no idea how it's played. (laughs) They needed a Trump card, not a Donald Trump card, but a Trump card. Well, you know, if, if he were the one that were it... Then he could be a musical, and then he could trumpet. Anyway, (laughs) so the trump card always had the highest value. But since that time, it's been adopted into other card games as a wild card or a trump card. Or in some games, it's a skip card. A skip. So if you're like playing. Like to your loo? Right. Skip to your loo. I don't know what your loo is, though. Now I have to look that up. Okay. (laughs) So this next week, we're starting it already. (laughs) Skip to my Lou. What is Lou? It, I don't know that? if it's an uncle. Um, I know there's the British term for the bathroom Lou. I don't know what they're referring to in that song. So I will be very interested to find out. I will too. Because if it's skip to the bathroom, that's a very strange nursery rhyme. <laughs> like, do, do you, did you feed all your preschoolers too much water or something? So now they have to skip to the Lou. Skip to the Lou, my darling. <laughs> And then you talked about the card game Pinochle. I did. And you told an interesting story about how you played Pinochle with a regular deck and you were getting really high hands, which was probably a bad problem. And till you realized that you were playing it with a regular deck. We were playing cribbage with a Pinochle deck. I got I got it oh. messed up, I think, when we talked before, but um yeah, so oh, okay. So so tell our listeners about how the Pinochle deck works, and then I'll come back and we can revisit why you don't you shouldn't be playing cribbage with a pinnacle deck. <laughs> okay. Or should, okay. as the case may be. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Because I was wondering when you said you're getting 15s in pinnacle, I was like, I don't remember 15s in yeah, pinnacle. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it but wrong. <laughs> got it all messed up. Okay. Well, that's a very pup thing to do. It is. Um, it is. So, so pinnacle is derived from the old card game Bezik. Bezik? Yeah. And 
It is derived from the game Binocle. Binocle? Your Binocle is good as mine? Right. And it came to America in from Germany. And oh, it's Schlendel. a 48-card. Yeah, German. Which, <laughs> if, if, anyway. So it's <laughs> no, I, a country. A country. It is a, elsewhere and then America. It is. They're not one and the same. So it's a 48-card deck. And there are two of each suit, nine through ace. Mm-hmm. And in the early 1900s, the pinochle decks were marketed to the public. That Until that time, you had to make up your own deck by combining two standard poker decks and throwing away all the unneeded cards. That sounds like a lot of work. I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> you don't. You don't. But although I do remember as growing up as a child, my aunts and uncles would play pinochle at family gatherings, and they would often just take a couple of poker decks and throw away all the cards ace oh so you okay so they would give all the cards to us kids to play with and we didn't understand why we didn't have all the cards <laughs> in the <deck>. anyway <laughs> but now we know now we know <laughs> so interesting facts about the game pinochle during world war ii it was banned in many american cities mm, really yes because it was a german game and oh. if you were playing it you were thought to be a German sympathizer and tied to sedition. That's really interesting. Okay. And the knuckle part oh, yeah. of the game, the knuckle, the knuckle, so the P knuckle, uh-huh. the knuckle came from the ending of the game because allegedly you're supposed to wrap your knuckles on the table. Do you do that? I have ne- I've played pinochle and I have never done that. Of course, I have like little fluffy posies, so maybe that's why, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. <laughs> I can remember my aunts and uncles knocking on the desk or on the table. Oh, and then, then everyone kept knuckle. running to the door and it's like, who keeps running away right. after <laughs> door? Why are you doing that? Yeah. So, They're not anyway. playing with the full deck. So, right, a pinochle deck only has nine through ace, as he said. And if you mm-hmm. know the game Cribbage, you're trying to make 15s and everything. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so um, to go back to um, for our listeners, what I was saying before was uh, me and my honey, when we go on vacation, we would play Cribbage, not pinochle. Like I said before, we play Cribbage where you're trying to add up to mm-hmm. 15. And like, but we brought a pinochle deck and didn't realize it until like, halfway through the game we're like we are both getting an amazing scores like we're getting 15s and stuff all <laughs> over the place and then we looked through like the deck and saw wait a minute there's like no twos there's no three like yeah that's why so now we know if you really want to play an official game of cribbage make sure you don't play with a pinochle deck <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, unless you, want the, unless you want the game to go like really fast, then um, play with a pinochle deck. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, why not? Don't play pinochle with a poker deck and don't play cribbage with a pinochle deck. It just goes to show. And that, don't play goes to show that. That the more you know, the better you're playing is. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't, want to <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> oh my cow. Okay, so moving on to other follow-ups. Right, we have more follow-ups. So we we, we I have more follow-ups homework last week, didn't I? <laughs> we talked about Alan Turing, the father of like computer science. We talked about modern last computer week. science. So for our yeah. listeners that didn't hear last week, you can hear me talk about Alan Turing. 
and the inventor of computer science before we even had computers. And he was a famous mathematician. But did you know that he was gay? I don't think I've heard that. I might have heard this, but I did not know that. Actually, I watched the I went and kind of flipped through. There's a there's a show on HBO, I think, about the the Enigma machine. And it's about ah, Alan Turing. Okay. It's about all about Alan Turing. And uh, yeah, and he was gay and he was convicted of being gay uh, during that time frame. Mm. And he was chemically castrated, which is an awful, awful that, thing to do to a person. That does not say, I'm not, I don't even, I'm not even going to Google that. I think I'm just going to assume it's bad and uh, run away. Yeah, it's just, it's just a terrible thing to do to a person. And it, I'm so glad that our nation and our people have moved forward past oh, very much. saying that being gay is not a crime. That's really, I mean, really good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very good. Anyway, and in fact, um, gay is okay. And shout out to who? Oh, that would be Rain Raccoon, our chief fact checker. I'm going to call him my CFC from now on. He so um, he he's just he, he he's already got all these jobs for us, and now he's got another one. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's he's associate editor. He's our talent director, and now he's our CFC. Anyway, that's where he goes. And then you told a joke. About some friars and monks. Oh yeah, <laughs> last week. I did. I did. And Only it was I, a very I, no, long I, joke. I won't tell the joke. That, yeah, I won't tell the joke, and I won't tell the punchline because if you tell the punchline, then the buildup makes no sense. So go back to uh, our last episode and hear the joke because we won't tell it now. So one of the words in the joke was the word capuchin, and you said the capuchins. I don't know what that is. That was your quote. I quote you directly. I still don't know what that is. <laughs> so a capuchin is a order of Franciscan monks. Order of in the Catholic religion. Franciscan monks in the Catholic. Those yes. are like there's kind of a lot of big words there. An order is a group of religiosity folks that follow a specific <laughs> teaching. Of a specific saint. Friars so. and monks and saints, oh my. Lions and tigers <laughs> and bears, oh my. It's a very strange Wizard of Oz <laughs> it version. It really is. <laughs> Are waiting to see you, so don't be shy. I don't know. <laughs> so the joke went on to say... That they were fighting monks, but which is funny because capuchins are pacifists. Oh, okay. So that makes your joke even funnier. Because, <laughs> yeah, okay. No, no, I'm remembering now. Right. There's a, there's kind of like, it's like an onion. There's lots of layers to that joke, apparently. And lots, layers that I did lots. not even know existed. And yet the joke worked on so many levels. So many. Um, so many levels. So many levels. Wow. And that concludes... Our follow-up. Now we can actually get into today's show. <laughs> and, of course, next week's show, we only have one follow-up so far. Okay, so We'll work on that. Um, we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes, exactly. <laughs> All right, that takes us to our mailbag. Mailbag! Which we have nothing. My mailbag thing that I just did was a lead-up to nothing. A lead-up to nothing. But as you say, now we will do... I feel like you've been practicing that. You died. I must be getting better. So I started the new season or the final season, I believe, of Sabrina on Netflix. Oh, and how's yeah. that going? How's that shaping up? It's it's pretty good. It's very dark. It's getting darker as the uh, episodes go on. Nice. Yes. Yeah. We've continued to watch Star Trek Discovery, which we just watched the final episode of this season 
this uh, just the other night. I'm so sad. I, I, I shed a tear just a wee bit um, because the show is over. Oh, yes. poop. Um, yeah. And uh, Project <laughs> I I, Sorry, I found that yep. just hilarious how I went poop. And then you waited a second yeah, and then I went, did. yep. <laughs> yep. I, uh, yep. I don't know why yep. I like yep. that so much, but okay. And then uh, Project Blue Book, which I mentioned on our live FC show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started the season five of The Magicians. The Fifi, and... say that again. Season five. Oh, what did I say? I thought you said Fifi's and five or something. I don't know. Fifi's and five. Fifi's and five. There you Fifi are. Fifi Fofam. I Fifi's and five of the Englishman or something. I don't. Know. I've also started chapter three of Disenchantment. How is that? I, I I haven't watched that yet. You should watch it. Go back and start episode one, season one. Because I see that you know, and I wonder about it, and it's like that looks like who was it? Must be Matt. It must be Matt Groening thing because like the animation yes. style looks totally like that. I think I haven't delved in yet because i thought do i want to do a simpsons thing no i'm not ready yet but you think i should try it though huh totally should it's it's really kind of fun okay so uh maybe i'll do that for start trying that for lunch tomorrow the lunchtime show disenchantment chapter one i've noticed now that netflix instead of having seasons call them chapters oh really okay that's why he's okay yeah interesting I had not so noticed that. <laughs> okay. It's instead of season one or season two, it's chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. And they number their episodes sequentially. When chapter two comes out, the next episode is the next unnumbered the from number. the last chapter. So that when you yeah. turn the page, you are doing the correct Lord and Slave and page because the page is the just, I don't know. I, correct. Correct Edmundo. <laughs> I'm really glad you agreed with that, even though you have no idea what I'm talking about, because I don't either. I know exactly what okay, you're talking good. about. Because I don't. <laughs> I'll ask you. Okay, well, one of, one of us well, knows what you're talking about. 50% it. is better than no percent, so. <laughs> that's that's very true. Anyway, so what have you been watching, uh, Mr. Tabin? So I have a lot of things to say. So we've been watching this new show. I Well, I'm not sure how new it is, but it's I think it's relatively new, called Red Oaks. Have you heard of this show? I have not. It's um it's pretty good. I mean, we've only seen like three episodes. It's it's about this guy, 20, 21 year old or something, and he's um oh, he ends up being a caddy and kind of have several jobs at a country club. And it doesn't sound very exciting, but it's actually uh pretty good so far. It's it's not mind blowing yet, but it's enough to make me want to keep watching. Um, it's entertaining. So we've been watching that. Oh, so and and I don't remember what else we've been watching. I think that's that's maybe it. I don't. <laughs> well, you said you had a lot to talk about. I I do. I have some other things that are media ish. In that. Oh, okay. You know how you know when the new episodes come out on Saturdays and stuff. I like listening to how they turned out and stuff because, as I'm sure you're aware, actually doing the recording and like how it actually sounds in like you don't remember that you said some things and everything. So like. Doing it and listening to it are two totally different experiences. So I like listening to it after the episode comes out, see how it came out and everything, and all the wonderful stuff you do. Shout out to Barely here and our, <laughs> all of our staff for all they do. Um, that wasn't all just supposed to be a build up to how wonderful you are. This, <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Um, so I actually am a little behind. I just finished the Timber Puppers episode, which was a few weeks ago, but I just finished it today. Mm-hmm. And so Finally, here's what I want to say, why I'm putting in the media section, because I'm talking about that. (laughs) So a few, I wrote down some notable things that just for some reason just struck me um, from that 
up his hole. Of course, talking with Timber was amazing, but actually what I have to say is was not part of his actual interview. So you said right after his interview, when we were leading into the next segment, golden dulcet tones. Yes. And that struck me because I don't really know what that means. So I thought I'd ask you, what does that mean, Mr. Barely? Dulcet tone is kind of like a soothing voice. So this oh, like would yours. be a soothing voice or like Cooper Tom did on his- I was just thinking the yeah. same thing. <laughs> yes. And that is exactly what a golden dulcet tone okay. is. Okay. I, I don't remember what prompted you to say that, but there it is. I don't remember that either, but there you are. Also- And here we are. And here we are. Again. And you're very golden dulcet right now. Oh, oh my cow. cow. <laughs> he just changed it. Anyway, because last week I read um, Jabberwocky. During the course of my reading, you made uh, little sounds and things. And at the time, I didn't <laughs> yes. know where it was from. I thought, okay, he's just being barely. But no, you got it from the Muppets when they did Jabberwocky. So I watched yes. it. And yes, I saw the little sounds. And it <laughs> it's so much better Like when you know what it is. So there was another note. Another note I have, for some reason... I really liked that there was one joke you said in the really bad jokes section last time that I really liked. Um, okay. And it was the, well, I'll just tell it again. What do you call mm-hmm. a fur um, named Lee that no one wants to talk to? Well, that's lonely. Yes. And I really liked it for whatever reason. So <laughs> enough that I wrote it down and wanted to mention it here for, okay. and I have three more notes. I have a lot of notes for three more notes from media. Okay. Also in that episode, you mentioned, and I, so I want to remind you that at some point, We need to have an appearance of Olaf Bunny. Oh, that's true. We do need to have Olaf come in. You have Olaf. I'll see what his schedule is like and see if he can make an episode appearance. Yep, yep. Uh, So you've talked about him, so I want to remember that. Also, um, for some reason, I referenced the habitual listener, and you like that for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) I still like it. I still like the habitual listener. (laughs) So... And then my final note I have about that episode is at the very, very end when we were doing our send off and something, I, I had one of my total laughing fits. Like I went, I was just total. I don't even know why. And in the process, like while I'm having my little puppy laughing fit thing, I tr- I'm trying to explain what I'm laughing about, but I'm doing my laughing fit at the same time. So I'm not really conveying what I'm laughing about because I'm busy laughing. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, and and then all you could say while I'm doing that, all you could say, and you kept saying it several times, poor Taven. I mean, that's all you could say. It was just poor Taven. It's very common, actually. Poor Taven. Poor Taven. <laughs> and okay, so that's my things about that. And I have one more media thing. Okay. So I have a story about a frog. Do you want to hear a story about a frog? I would love to hear a story about a frog. There's this frog that wanted to get a loan from a bank. The loan officer's name was Mrs. Patty Steck. When the frog told Mrs. Steck that he wanted... I told this joke. You told this joke? Yes. Oh. oh. I, I literally told this no, joke didn't already. I told this joke already. <laughs> How did you tell it? I don't remember this. Uh, yes, that's a knick-knack, Patty Steck. Give the frog a loan. Yes. Uh, why did... When did, yes. when did you say that? You've heard the story about the frog then. Yes, and so have our, vi- our listeners, because I also told you that my husband told the story, but oh, he called it a toad. Yes. Oh, 
the toad thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did I forget? And then we were, that was like last week, I think. Wow. Last week or the week before. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, how quickly we forget. <laughs> No, because now I remember your husband, the way he told it was totally awesome. Yes, he said, that's a that's a ceramic vase, uh, Paddywhack. Give the toad some money. And it didn't work out at all. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. No, um, no, no. I'm sorry. I totally stole your thunder no, there. No, you. I was trying to restale you. Stale? I was like a old cracker, and I staled it. Let me find another story I can tell you. Holding on. Here, let me, let me give you my... In a world populated by furries, one furry rises above the rest. His name is Tabin. And he muted himself. No, no. I, I'm back. I'm back. Um, okay. <laughs> so, and on that note, so I don't know if this is a good story or not, but I found another story I'd like to tell you. In Okay. okay. Please tell us the story. So, Hopefully uh, it's not one I've told already. We, it might actually be. We'll find out in a few seconds. Years ago, there was a baker's assistant whose only job was to pour the dough mixture for making sausage rolls. Because people were identified by their professions, he was just called Richard the Pourer. One day, Richard ran out of some key ingredients, namely a secret spice he used in the batter. He called his apprentice and sent him to the store to buy more spices. When the apprentice arrived at the store, he found that he had forgotten the name of the ingredient. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hoping oh, that no. the storekeeper might be able to figure it out, he described it to him. He said, it's for Richard the Poor for better for worse. <laughs> sausages and worse. Than, okay. So I don't think you've told that story yet. I have not. For Richard the Poorer for better for worse. Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, that's a that's a wedding vow, isn't it? Yes. It's a, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a wedding, it's a wedding vow. That brings us to our guest for the afternoon or evening or morning, whenever you're listening to this. And we don't have to guess who it is because the, the guess is that it is... Summer Cat, as as spoken about earlier in the pop <laughs> as we act, But we apparently know about my memory right now and like we actually talked about that. What? What's happening? Okay, well, let's get to uh, Summer Cat. What do you say? I say Kitty! All right. Well, joining us today is Summer Cat. Summer Cat, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for being on. You're quite welcome. As opposed to being off, because then we wouldn't have anybody to talk to. Exactly. I, I... <laughs> <sighs> can I say that I'm always on? Oh, yes. Okay, yes, you can. There you go. So <laughs> I guess we really had nothing to worry about. That's true. That's true. Okay. So I want to first, I want to jump right in because. Something about your uh, bio that just totally intrigued me is the furry library. So tell us, let's start with that. Just tell us all about that. I was always interested in the older furry stuff. And when I say older furry stuff, I mean the stuff that was around in the 80s and the 90s. When I was younger, I went to the Pranson Skiltair, uh, which is a household in Garden Grove, California. And run by the people who helped start the first furry conventions, the first furry parties, and was blown away by the stuff they had. And I always wanted it. Uh, when I was older and had a job, I started collecting. And uh, about 2016, when I moved out to Virginia and I brought a bunch of stuff to show at a party, people were like, 
I've never heard of any of this stuff before. So I started putting together the project of the furry library, which is meant to both preserve and, well, educate people about the older furry publications. I, I was, uh, started going to conventions to do panels, bring the stuff for a show and tell. So what kind of stuff is in the library? Most of what I'm looking to collect is stuff made by the furry fandom or influenced by the furry fandom. So you see a lot of uh, zines, uh, mm-hmm. like a Rarbrazzle. I have a Gallery, Yarf, Yarf North I American Yarf, Furs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I also have a lot of comics. I have probably was one of the very few complete collections of Furlough, which is one of the longest-running anthology comics in North America. Nice, nice. I've never even heard of it. And, you know, I've, I remember reading um, in your bio about Prancing Skilled Tear, and I was like, wow, that you went to the – that's like Mark Marino, and I forgot what his partner's name was. Rod Riley. Rob Riley, that's right. And, and I was like, wow. And you went back at, like, some of the very first ones. Is that right? Uh, yeah. My very first uh, furry party – was actually Christmas 2003, which was the first party in a long time that the Princess of Kiltair had hosted. About a year later, when the then-monthly meetup uh, ended because the people who were hosting it moved away, Mark and Rod started hosting monthly gatherings of the Princess of and I attended pretty much most of them from 2004 to 2014. Nice. That's exciting. That's That's like crazy amazing um furry history that you were like participated in in from the beginning so that's amazing so did you uh for the furry library did you get some things from mark and rod or did you just collect things that you found other places primarily uh it was actually stuff i collected i didn't get anything from mark and rod in in physical at least i got my love for the stuff from them Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. That's really cool and exciting. And so um, you continue to run it and, and maintain it and add to it the, to this day, I assume? Yeah, um, I am actually over uh, 2,200 unique items. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's quite a few. Yeah, yes, it is. Are we are we are we booking a warehouse soon, or is this all in your bedroom? No, no, no. It, we actually have an area set up in our uh, living room that is actually – not just the furry library. It's also my very overly large collection of sci-fi and fantasy novels. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really a living... Well, I guess it is a living room where you're living in the fantasy of sci-fi, I guess. I don't know. It, it's only part of it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's some creative uh, work with the shelving. Yeah. Oh, oh, I bet. Okay. <laughs> did, did you did you build your own shelving or did you have to find like weird fun shelving from other places? Actually, I'm using primarily IKEA shelving. So, oh, yes. Okay. The answer <laughs> so, yeah. is yes. Definitely on all accounts, <laughs> definitely. I yep. also primarily have the zines and comics in comic boxes which are sta- standing on some metal shelving we purchased. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like one of those metal racks. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have everything all on display. That would take a lot of room to have everything all on display, <laughs> definitely. That is, well, well, not everything on display, but I would, I am definitely, once I finish yet another audit, which is never ending because I keep adding more stuff. 
uh, I intend to actually do some more display work. Okay, cool. So do you have um, furs over to, is it like a museum type thing and furs can come over and see the history and the relics? Yes. Um, well, normally I would say yes, but uh, we're oh, currently well, in, yes, these are the dark times. <laughs> yes, yes. How, how quickly I forget. <laughs> the dark times. I, I'm interested to know what a furry relic is, though. I don't know for certain, but if you had to ask me to come up with a definition, I'd say a furry relic is something from probably the 80s, yeah, 70s, okay. 80s, 90s, early 90s, that is from or about the furry fandom. Something key there. Okay. All right. Being raised Catholic, uh, a relic is usually like the piece of a bone of a saint. And so that's oh, like, do you, have, do, you, do you have bones of furries? That's what I was asking, basically. <laughs> no, I don't have a reliquary, but I okay. probably should, considering some of the stuff that's been entrusted to me. Oh, okay. oh there you go. So so what uh, furry relics in our definition, not least, but our definition, um, do you have from way back when? Let's see here. Uh, I have a bunch of issues of Omaha the Cat Dancer from their first publisher. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, beyond that, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff that was, I want to say, pretty influential, even if no one knows about it these days. Oh. There's always associated student bodies, of course. But yeah. if I recall correctly, that was influenced by Hepcats, which I have some of the original run plus the Antarctic Press rerun. Wow. And are they, they're all in pristine, like, uh, pr plastic sheets and everything? For the most part, everything's in uh, the sheet protectors. But quite frankly, one of the things I do with the furry library is that it's not, it's more of a library than a museum because these things are meant to be read. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. When I go, when I take, take the collection to conventions, I encourage people to pick them up, open, take them out of the protectors and read them. Because this is part of our culture. It's just part of our history. Yeah. And I'm my goal is to let people be able to access that. Yeah, share that. Legally. No, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> legal. Yeah. I'm, I'm Even better when it's legal. Good for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying very hard not to get my lawyer friends pissed at me. <laughs> I, think, I think you're um, on the right track there. So, um, Tell us about that. I mean, you've you've been a furry for a long time, and, and I guess I don't have to tell you that. Hey, you're a furry. I hope that's not like shocking news to you, but I th I have yes. a feeling you already knew that. <laughs> I, I, I my, my my husband might be very confused. Uh, Coyotes <laughs> get that way. I know my husband's always confused when it comes to the furry land, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, um, good. So I'm glad we could confirm that for him. And so you've been furry for a long time. Tell us about how all that started, um, how your fursona is. Apparently you have like a multitude of fursonas. So tell us about how all that um, came to be. The funny thing is I didn't stumble across the furry fandom. I was kind of recruited ah. back in high school. And so I... I was homeschooled from fifth through eighth grade, so I pretty much stayed at home. I didn't have much interaction. So going to high school was kind of a shock for me. Hmm, I bet. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the friends I made actually was a furry, and he introduced me to the furry fandom. I went in primary through Star Fox, but then he showed me VCL. 
the Vixen controlled library for those who don't know. Uh, but he did tell me, Hey, be careful. There's adult stuff on there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh boy. Well, and, and VCL, yeah, that was, um, like, a lot like it it had the full gambit of everything just thrown into one big library right yeah it's still up by the way oh it is i wasn't sure if they still had it around or not i mean it good it hasn't been taken over by fur affinity and everything <laughs> I, I i hold the distinction of being one of the few people banned from pcl oh. because my art quality sucks oh okay no that, that. <laughs> hmm Chamar Chamar has offered repeatedly to unban me, but I love the hilarity of it. You say so, no, no, keep me banned. I, I <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but for Sona wise, uh, I, I happened to be on a White Tiger uh, kick right when I was introduced to the fandom, so I started off as a White Tiger. Then in that was in ninety nine. Then in about two thousand four, I want to say. I found this wonderful looking solar tail at Anime Expo and there was a sudden poof and I was a snow leopard suddenly. Just all of a sudden, out of nowhere. That's amazing that you, you made yeah. that transition so quickly. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like smoke bomb. Why am I fluffy? <laughs> a smoky, fluffy smoke bomb. I love it. Yep, and then uh, a about next year or half, I transitioned to a snow leopard wolf hybrid. Okay, cool. Influenced hmm. by Tiny Dereal Schnolf. And then in about 2008 or so, I got shoved into an otter shaped mold by my then roommates, and, be- and I've been an otter since. Okay, and the rest is history. He's been an otter ever or otter since? Otter since? No, that doesn't make sense. Anyway. I lived happily ever otter. There you go. <laughs> he lived. <laughs> and it's still living happily ever after. Um, so um, you're Ben Galay, and that name comes from somewhere special. Tell us about that. I'm excited here. Well, there's this place in India. No, no, no. no. It, it, <laughs> well, do remember when I was saying I started off as a white tiger? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A white tiger kick. I was also introduced relatively recently to Thundercats. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the second season of Thundercats, they introduced the th- a white tiger smith character called bengali bengali yeah. and i had no clue how to spell that when i went oh, online okay <laughs> okay in fact sp- my spelling to this day is so bad i am precluded from pr- practicing magic <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds good but so i went with that spelling okay of course one must always go with the initial spelling I, I was really excited to to um, I read that in your bio, of course, about the Thundercats, and that was really exciting to me. And so, what I want to do with you, if you wouldn't mind, is let's let's sing it right now. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm pretty certain that my singing is considered a war crime. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Have you met Tabin? Because if you haven't, <laughs> war crimes abound. Also, the, also the dog might get upset. <laughs> oh, oh well, let's upset the dog, shall we? Okay. Okay, here we go. One, two, and this is assuming I remember all the words, but there's not many words, so I'm sure we can do it. One, two, three. Thundercats are on the loose. Thundercats are loose. Here's the magic cheer. Okay, you're good. 
Hear the magic, hear the roar. Hear the Thundercats thunder thunder are, are loosed. Thunder, 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 thundercats. Thunder, 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 thunder. My husband is threatening to throw something at me. Oh, okay, I'll, wow. I'll do okay. the last one. I'll do the last part then. Thundercats, ho! That's how I know that says that. Okay, we're done. We did it. I am not a Thundercat ho. <laughs> oh, well. Um, all right, then. Neither am I. Uh, although, didn't they just bring the Thundercats back? Uh, they have done two reboots. There was... Yeah, I'm not a fan of either one. I'm all about the original. I mean, come on. I like the designs of the first one. Or sorry, of, of the first reboot. I I liked how they set it up. I didn't much care for how, how they took the plot from there. It just was neat. I haven't looked too much at the second one, which is very much... Uh, uh, what's that show of the dude and the gems? The dude and the gems. The dude and the gems. Um... The dude in the gem. I have no gem show. <laughs> I. Did. Oh, you mean um, Ducktales? The, the no, I have the power. That one, Steven Universe. That's what it is. Oh, I'm he, totally he, off. Yeah, okay, was thinking He Man, but that got you to the right place. He Man. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Somehow I managed to get it from there. Somehow you got there. That's good. That's good, and justifies the means. <laughs> Well, you know, that's what furry logic is all about. I thought furry logic is, <laughs> screw the biology. This is cool. Yeah, that, that could too. be too. There's a lot of uh, things in the furry logic there. Um, so uh, so what cons would you attend? I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. What cons would you typically attend? Well, before I moved from California, primarily the only conventions I would attend were Califer and Further Confusion. Uh, California. Oh, okay. I went to that first in 2006, I want to say. And I okay. attended that up to 2015, including a couple of years where I was staff for it. Uh, hmm. Further Confusion, I first attended in 2007 and last attended in 2017. Okay. And was either volunteering so or kind- staffing for that, except for the first hmm. year. They got me good. My, I went, I've only been to Cal for once and that was 2016. So that was, or yeah, it doesn't matter, but I think it was 2016 anyway. <laughs> um, cool. And so what, what would you do? Would you run panels or would you um, do anything in the dealer's den or do you just like hanging out and running around or what would you do? Well, at Califer, I, uh, at one point I was even uh, the lead for gaming. So I used to help run the oh, gaming okay. room and I also used to, Back then, I used to sell stuff, uh, just miscellaneous convention items, sketchbooks, uh, power plugs. It didn't go power so well. Plugs? People would always forget to bring <laughs> USB cables. Oh, okay. And yes. phone chargers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I understand yep. now. Yep. I was very, very confusy pup for a little bit there, but now, now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, I know I know what you're talking about. I bring a big old bag of power cords and stuff, and on every convention – Somebody's like, oh, I forgot my power cord. And I say, well, I happen to have hundreds. Let me give you one. I see. The <laughs> failure of my business is your fault. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's usually just my close friends, you know, five or six people that forget, or they just forget on purpose so they can get a new one from there me every go. time. Yeah. In, in the They're end, smart. I wasn't really looking for profit anyway. It was more of I was looking for right. a something to help subsidize the cost of going. So, so long as I made enough money to justify the extra cost of doing the business, mm-hmm. I was relatively fine with it. And then B, I was I was thinking very very poorly for a business person. I was thinking more of a providing service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. yeah, that is true. There is a distinction between providing service and being a business person. That's for sure. <laughs> and then uh, I used to sell an energy drink called Furry Fuel out over at Further Confusion. Ah, oh. that sold that sold relatively well. And by relatively well, I mean I sold out every single time I went with it. Nice. And I assume you took more than two or three. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you did. Unfortunately, uh, in a fit of irony, that the only guy selling or sold or has sold a furry themed energy drink, I actually can't drink them. <laughs> oh. I, I, I take a medication that uh, stimulates and it doesn't get along. I can't even have caffeine anymore. Oh, well, that just means you got to sell more of them because you weren't tempted to uh, drink all your own product. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's usually the good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I have to ask, is the energy drink eggnog based? <sighs> you would think so. But generally, my obsession of eggnog only happens in December. So I saw that note in the show notes for today about eggnog, and I... Uh, barely knows more about this than I do, apparently, because, uh, yeah, so tell us about eggnog. Let's go with that. I like eggnog. <laughs> okay, that's a good place to start. Okay. <laughs> There's not really much to it. Um, uh, honestly, I over the course of a month, I get a couple gallons. Oh. A couple gallons. A couple gallons. Okay. okay. And I drink it myself. Okay. Okay. And my husband is always being snarkily commenting on it because he doesn't like eggnog, so it's all for me. Like, why are you getting several gallons? Come on, you know you're the only one going to drink this, and you're like, um, yeah, that's the point. I'm glad you don't like it, duh. And he's like, you know, two days later, he's like, did you drink all the eggnog? And, I'm, and me with my big cup, I'm like, it's only two cups worth. <laughs> nice. Okay, good, good. So... Uh, and the reason I bring it up is because when I was when we were researching out, because believe it or not, we do research on our guests. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, a lot of your pictures and your artwork all had you hoarding and and hiding eggnog, and so there was clearly a theme going on. <laughs> there's not actually there's not much to that. Uh, my husband likes to get very humorous art of us done. Hubris. Okay, that's a big word. Yes, it is. Um, so, <laughs> so for our listeners, aka me, what does hubris mean? Humorous. It's funny. Hubris. Oh, you said humorous. No, no, he like with an M. Yes. I, yes, I with thought an you M. said hubris with the B, and I was thinking like you're you're uh, a hurry to bury yourself in us. I don't know. Anyway, that has nothing to do with what you actually said. So I will let you continue your story <laughs> now that I know what you actually said. <laughs> well, what it is, my husband likes to, likes to, like I said, get silly pictures of us. 
sometimes especially deflating me. Okay. Which is all all good fun. Like sometimes I will see something, I will start laughing, and uh, my husband got this picture of me as my persona pointing and laughing at some something so hard I'm crying. Then all of a sudden, poof, and the next panel is uh, I am a hyena. I mean, of course. <laughs> and whenever he hears me laughing at something, he just sends that to me on Telegram. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. But but it, the hyena is not drinking eggnog. I'm taking or showering in the eggnog, maybe. No, no. The the going back to the eggnog thing. That's something my husband just got uh, one art of this month, and we kind of rolled with it because. It's topical. I see. It is topical. It is. Yes. And, and you know, it, it it's so topical that when you do so, it gives you nicer skin and nicer fur and fluff because it's a topical medicine type thing. I was wondering if I was going to make a cream based joke there, but yes, there we go. Had to happen. <laughs> it had to happen. My name is Taven. I am a pup. Bark bark, and that has nothing to do with pouring eggnog on myself. And I don't know why I would do that. Where am I going with this? I don't even know. So on that Some note. Some places that we probably should not go. Probably, probably, yeah. So on that note, then, I guess, tell us about um, the unique things you do. So, And by the way, your Wikifer page is very outdated. I think the last entry is in 2004, 2007 or something. So tell us about all the unique things you did way back then and all the unique things you do now because you do many things. I've done many things. I, I like to say my my resume for furry is very interesting. It's also quite unusually large for someone who doesn't actually do art, for the most part. Like uh, I've published my own uh, magazine before. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I actually got the two issues before some. The fact that I was doing it, doing a five-person job by myself, kind of caught up with me. Ah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could see how uh, that could happen. <laughs> what was the name of your zine? It was called Anthroview, which was Anthropomorphics Review Monthly. Okay. Although it ended up being quarterly, and then it ended up only being two issues. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we see how that went. We, yes, there we go. Anthroview <laughs> in the view of two episodes. <laughs> It was meant to be a, uh, just a collection of articles and short stories, re- uh, reviews of stuff that came out, uh, how-tos or suggestions on stuff, and like I said, short stories. Cool. All right. Uh, so I've, I've been a publisher. I've uh, run, run a table at conventions. I've staffed – I have staffed three conventions – because uh, I'm currently staffed for Furthermore, no. I help run their museum of Furthermore. That makes sense. That makes okay. sense. Which they bribed me to do, so I can also do the library there. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. I was a Fur Affinity admin for a couple of years. Okay. I mean, God, uh, that was come on, fun. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I recommend it. Um, to this day, food doesn't taste right unless it's overly salty. Uh, okay. Because I'm so used to dealing with salty furs. Oh. Oh. I see what happened there. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of them out there. 
I don't know why I said like this. Yeah, we don't want to go where you thought you were no, going. <laughs> you're, you're a pup, Taven. You're a pup. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you a question. I On the picture that we grabbed off of your file photo on Wikifur, you are posing with a beagle. And that's a very old beagle. Is that an old picture? Do you still have that beagle? Was that even your beagle? Wikifur. There's a picture of me of... On Wikifur? Well, that's where it came from. I think that's where it came from. You're wearing a pair of shorts, red shorts, a red, a blue bandana. You're in your otter fur suit, and you're petting a beagle. Who has been updating my page? I don't, I, I, <laughs> I I don't, don't know. think it's from his Wikifur. I, I didn't see that font of Wikifur. Okay. Okay, okay, yeah, no, no. <laughs> that is actually a very recent picture. Oh, okay. 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 That, was, that was taken uh, a couple months ago when I was out walking... Uh, uh, that is Maxine. That's actually my husband's dog. Okay. Aw, she's cute. Yes, she she is cute. Uh, she can be very annoying because she always wants to um, join us for mm-hmm. doing stuff. Yeah, barely knows about the beagle. Yeah. I have a beagle, so uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yep. I know all about the beagle, the beagle life. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the, also, I, I whenever I cook, she's always there in the kitchen, mm-hmm. staring at me. Yeah. I I, went, I recently posted on Twitter. Uh, I made some ch- uh, chili mac. So it was like A, the chili. Yeah. B, the, <laughs> the mac. mac. A plus B equals C. The chili mac. The chili mac. Exactly. <laughs> and then I posted a photo the very next tweet. Uh, D also wants to be part of this equation, and there's the, and there's Maxine staring at me, begging for food. Yeah, that's an important part of the equation, I think. <laughs> yes, when you have a dog, they are always in the kitchen with you, hoping eternally that something will fall. Eternally. Like whenever I have food in the den, mm-hmm. she will just rush over here and sniff, 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 sniff under the table, <laughs> under the desk. How old is she? Nice, nice, nice. Uh, we don't exactly know. She's middle-aged, I want to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, Based on her muzz, I'm going to guess she's probably 10 or 11 years old. Yeah, she was a uh, rescue okay. uh, mm-hmm. that my husband picked up when she was an adult. So mm-hmm. and apparently she was a um, living on the streets for a while before the rescue got mm-hmm. her. So we actually don't quite know her early history. Well, I'm so glad that uh, whatever, in any case, she made it to the right home. So that's exciting. She found her forever home. That's always sweet. Forever yeah. home. Even yeah. when she uh, decides to start whining at us for another walk two hours after the last yeah, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my poor, poor husband. I make him take care of that because it's his dog. Ah, uh, yes. There I, you I go. do that, there too. I, I kind of whine around it and scratch at the door because I want to go out for another walkies, even though I just went out for a little walkies about an hour ago. But, you know, I want another walkies. Well, Tabin, your husband and I are going to put in a dog door for you so you don't have to ask to go out anymore. I, I think so. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking, aren't you allowed to walk yourself? But I don't know if I would trust you to walk yourself. Well, see now there you might see a squirrel. I, I see exactly that does happen. So every now and then, I'm a little bit of a naughty pup, and I go out and on a little walkie or a little run around without a leash. Sometimes I admit it, and then there is a squirrel sometimes, and then I get a little distracted pup, and um, I don't know if I would say havoc ensues, but a lot of distraction ensues 
anyway, that's that's what that's me. Distraction that's, does ensue. That's my story right there. <laughs> right. So speaking of distractions, uh, there's there's a note here that you're always looking for two things you want from artists. What is what's that all about? I uh, that's actually something I've always been. Um, it's whenever I hand on my sketchbook, uh, I always expect two things. When I'm, whenever I'm not paying for this, I should say. I go up to them and I say, I just want two things from you. I want you to draw something and I want you to sign it. That's the, okay. uh, that sounds like the requirement. <laughs> yep. Literally anything. I actually have a collection of, um, I have art from, uh, damn it, I'm blanking on the names. <laughs> That's good. You have art from artists. That's what we are aware I have, of. Yes. I have art from a whole bunch of big name artists uh-huh. where I just, uh, where they are stick figures. Oh, yeah. Huh. Huh. Sounds good. I went up and I was like, hey, you can totally say no to this, but would you be willing to draw a stick figure? Nice. <laughs> just a quick stick figure. And sign okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, and, and sign it. So I got art from uh, Tanny the Real. I've got art f- from the uh, uh, <laughs> gods above. My brain is blanking. <laughs> well, that's okay. It's all right. You, yeah. I um, mean, the the brain otter do that in your case, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually things just go swimmingly, but sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes. The words just don't flow out like they should. Yeah, they, they they don't just flip around all the time like they should. Yeah, currently I'm still recovering from waking up, so. Oh, well, we appreciate you getting out of bed to come talk to us on the air. We love well, that about what, you. What time is it for you? Um, It's only about 2.30 in the afternoon, but I work overnight. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. That makes a lot more so, sense. So I got home about uh seven hours ago okay and you went right to bed and then we went and like got you up jeez look at us (laughs) (laughs) i know we're such we're such bastards that way i swear i set my alarm and i made certain i woke up and even then even then a little before then maxine started whining and started licking us Aww. So she's taking out for a walk. Oh yeah. Aww. So you never really have to worry about an alarm clock because you've got Maxine. For the most part. Yeah. A lot of people have Alexa or Siri, but you have Maxine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You've got the furry version of Alexa. <laughs> there you go. That's cool, actually. So what social media are you on? Fur Affinity. Okay. And in terms of you know social media. It's honestly for Affinity, Twitter, and Telegram. Everything else is usually incidental or kind of shoved off in the corner. Mm-hmm. And, and how do we find, how would people find you on for Affinity, Telegram, or the Twitter if they wanted to? Twitter, I'm at Bengali. Uh, for Affinity, I am Summercat. And how do you spell Bengali? Because we already went over. We don't, well, maybe we shouldn't be asking you you how to spell it. But how do you think you spell it? <laughs> how do I think I spell it? B e n g a l e y. Nice. Okay. And then, uh, then for affinity is Summercat, and then someone else took Summercat on Telegram. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I pity the poor person <laughs> because he keeps getting messages meant for me. <laughs> Uh-huh. This has happened a few times. Uh-huh. Maybe that's how you. But uh, I am actually Summer Otter Summer on Otter. Telegram. That's Summer funny. Otter. Okay. So maybe that's how you. That one wasn't taken. Maybe that's how you inadvertently got back at them for taking your name. Is <laughs> now they are getting all your. <laughs> uh, oh, I wouldn't wish that on. Him. Oh, okay, okay, good. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've. Uh... We've had guests on the show, and I assumed their identity. I have well, I haven't become them, but I've assumed what they were on Telegram, <laughs> and have and have tried to send them messages. And I get messages back from the persons or the fur saying, "I don't know who you think you're sending this to, but it's not me." And well, then, I hope it wasn't anything untoward. No, no, no. It was always things about the podcast, and then they're saying, "But your podcast is really cool, and I'm listening to it now." So I tend to kind of, you know, do that. It's kind of cool. Inadvertently yeah. get a, get us listenership. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. So great. So those are great places we can find out um, about you, and you say things, and we can find about things you're doing, and artwork, and all that good stuff. And um, I noticed. So you have a web page. Um, that the last thing that was actually done on it was 2004. And on the webpage, there's not much there, but there is a link saying, here is my old webpage. <laughs> Sorry, I find this, this was hilarious to me. I thought it was awesome. I just, and so there's a link. So no, this is your 2004 webpage and that's the last has been updated. And there's a link to say, here's my old web page which might go away at some point but it hasn't you can still just like go there and and it's it's i thought this was really hilarious and wonderful so thank you for taking me through that journey inadvertently <laughs> yeah that was my website in high school oh, okay <laughs> well the fact that you still have it up at is it like on a MySpace or what is it? it, it it's on Angel Fire. Angel things. Fire. Is that? Wow. That must. It's still around. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I keep being surprised whenever I go and I see, oh, hey, is my website still on? Hey, Angel Fire is still around. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, it, it's got like the tip, the old school HTML background. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, my HTML skills have only marginally increased since then. <laughs> All right. I mean, to give you an idea of how old this is and how outdated, I actually have a uh, my furry code up there. Your furry code? I don't... What, <laughs> <laughs> what is the furry code? Okay. Furry code was a thing uh, that came up in the early 90s and uh, mid-90s. That was just a string of alphanumeric characters and some punctuation that was a quick line to explain the type of furry you are, how inter- what you're interested in, the type of things you do. Really? really? I'll have to go check out your furry code again. <laughs> and then uh, the problem is the website that I was using to translate it is now long is no longer in existence. Oh, <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> it's probably saved on a floppy disk, like somewhere. a five and a quarter. Hopefully, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I just pulled up the the code, the furry code entry on Wiki for oh. to double check, and yeah, it's it was originally released in ninety six. Okay, wow, nice, good. This is 
<laughs> That's exciting. So a um, bit of furry trivia for all you furs out there listening. Um, look up the furry code and let's see if we can let's see if we can rekindle the furry code. I think that's what we should do. If we get anything out of this, let's no. Barely says no. I don't know. We'll see. No, we don't need we don't need no stinking codes. We just talk in normal tones. <laughs> are you are are you? Hmm. Hmm. Let, me, let me see. I, I think I found something that might be able to decode it. And oh, 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 okay. Look out! This this worked. I can't believe it worked. Wow! But furrycode.com has a working decoder. Oh, furrycode.com. Wow. <laughs> We're okay. writing that down right now. Okay, we so are. Maybe we yes. don't have Furry to uh, rekindle it. It's there, but but no fur knows about it. Well, not many, I assume. So maybe uh, we can get the word out again. Get the fur out. Get the furry word out. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so now we know that you do the furry code and it's outdated. But is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about Summer Cat, aka Bengali, aka Otter Cat thing? thing stuff yes <laughs> i like eating raw mushrooms oh, okay. just by themselves i would just take a take a thing of mushrooms like regular white mushrooms in the grocery store just open it up rinse them off and just start munching. There you go. okay I, i'm actually on board with that i do not uh shun you for that did you did you just say you're on board for that i'm on, on board, board. I'm, I'm i'm on board with that Okay, because I was gonna say no, 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 not vor, no, 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 not vor, no, 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 it, it no. It would have been appropriate. <laughs> I don't even know these words right I, now. What is even going on? I know that mushrooms are small and Taven is big, but that's not the right kind of vor. Sorry. <laughs> the words you you furs are coming up with right now, I have no. I think I have to go look this up or something. So, Summer Cat, as, uh, as, as we bring this to an end, because we are on a limited time frame today, just the way everything has worked out, do you have any words of wisdom to impart to our, our listeners? I'm, like, I'm starting to call this your parting shot. So, give us your parting shot. Hello? Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to think. Oh, okay. I was trying to say, but then I just said Sorry. <laughs> So, so did you succeed in thinking? You did succeed in thinking because you said sorry. So you must have thought to say that. But now, now all I just have is what can I say except I'm furry. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'm one really fuzzy dude. I think that's one, a little very, fu- one really fuzzy dude. I think that's a very important thing. I, I, I was riffing off of Mo- Moana. 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 Is that, Not- what can I say except I'm furry? I'm one really fuzzy dude. Hey, hey! So, as opposed to you're welcome. <laughs> so that <laughs> on that wonderful wise words of wisdom note, that actually kind of brings up to my last thing that I would like to do. Uh, should we sing another song together? Oh, uh oh, which song? I have no idea. But oh. I don't. I don't know that song. I don't either. So, <laughs> so in that I case, I have no idea what's going on with the fluff today. Are they happy? Uh, are or they are sad? they sad? 
We will never know when that is okay, Bark. And your singing is so bad. All right, friends and neighbors and furs, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. It's been wonderful to have you on the show, Summer Cat. Thank you for having yeah, me on. Thank again. you so All much. Right. <laughs> okay. well, talk Bye-bye to you now. again next time. Bark, bark, I wag. Go like that. We go like that. Go like that. Yes. Well, Summer Cat, interesting fella. Uh, I didn't. I was I was interested about the the library. I don't know that uh, I don't know that I would put all of that stuff in my living room. But but then again, <laughs> some furs gotta. Some furs gotta. I mean, we have yeah. one friend that we know. Um, we're gonna give. A, I'm gonna give a little shout out right now to uh, Clovix about all of his yeah. little uh, pop things, the P- Funko Pops. That's right. All over his living room. <laughs> All over. Yes, Clovix. Shout out to Clovix. We have both seen those several times, and he's got a lot of like 80s and um, little mm-hmm. things and stuff all over. So that's very um, wonderful that he's preserving things for us. Yeah. But yeah, yeah Summer Cat, he's, a, he's done, well, as you heard, he's done a lot of stuff. I, I thought that was um, really cool, as I said when we were talking to him. Really cool about the Prancing Skeletor. And he was on like the ground floor of the beginnings of, well, back then they were just furry parties, but at Mark and Rod's. Um, for any fur that is seen, I think it was um, on the fandom. Well, I know there's some furry documentary. I think the fandom they were on. Um, and so check that out. But you can see the original, um, one of the original house furry parties. Mm-hmm. And they've got all this history, furry history all over. And that, that was really cool to talk to some fur that was actually there in the beginning. So um, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. It's, to be in the beginning is kind of interesting because yeah. it's... Uh, it's an entirely different world now from what that oh, was. So I, yeah, <laughs> there's so much different, but so much. Different. Yeah. So that, that was really cool to talk to him about and, that. And good for him for preserving a lot of the history. I don't think there's yes. anybody else really doing that. I mean, you know, there's people that are doing documentaries, but to actually have the physical history, the comic books, the things that have come from the beginning, uh, that's, it's amazing to keep. And he will be very, infamous in years to come when that kind of stuff is in in demand yeah definitely definitely the the original yarf magazines and the um forget her name otter cat thing and and all the original (laughs) things yeah i think you're right there's not many furs that i know there's him there's uh you know mark and rod as i say but um to have that actual actual physical stuff to help and the fact that he's sharing it with you know takes it to cons and shares it with the furry community to let them be still a part of it and look at the stuff that's a uh, that's pretty cool that he's doing that and helping us all out like that and now it's time for your favorite section and mine furries in the news furries furries I say the Fuck. <laughs> oh my god, that's standing longer and longer every week. Oh, okay, so we're done now. We've we've run out of time. The only thing I have, I scoured the web usually like I do. The only thing that's come up I have seen is telegrams in the news once again. Again? Was it in the news before? When they went 
quote unquote public and they're going to start charging advertising fees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about that recently. Super huge user groups. Now, since the Cheeto, who was our president for a while. <laughs> oh, because he's orange. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. He got banned from everything. Twitter. Everything. Everything. Everything, My, including MySpace. Including MySpace. Yeah. I was just going to say, including MySpace. Which I didn't even know existed anymore, but he got banned from He got from banned it. from <laughs> and And actually, you know, on that note, and I'll let you actually finish talking, believe it or not, but on that note, I don't know if it was a joke or not, but he got banned from Fur Affinity. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's not a joke. I'm sure they just did that. Anyway, so because Telegram hasn't banned him, there is pressure from lots of non-furs because as we discussed before there's a lot of non-furry things going on on telegram which we were not aware of but they are applying pressure on google and apple to remove platform remove telegram from their platforms much like parlor because a do do it being used to spread hate and I have not seen any hate hmm. spread. I don't know whether that's like, you know, a mayonnaise spread. I was just going to say hate spread. Is that yeah. like really, really like mayonnaise gone bad? <laughs> yeah, it's hate spread. Good old hate spread. I hate that. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> just don't leave it out of the refrigerator for more than two hours or else you're just going to hate that spread. <laughs> Hopefully they won't be taken down off of Google and Apple because what's a furry to do if, if they don't have Telegram? I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult if furries don't have telegram there would be much howling and gnashing of teeth i would think gnashing of fangs upcoming events the newest thing now out there for 2020 is the ursa might ursa major or ursa major or ursa minor ursa major 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 Minor's the lesser award yeah Um, if 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 it was ursa minor it would just all it would be is just a bunch of bears getting lots of coal because they'd be ursa Miners, but um, <laughs> so the Ursa Major Awards are out there. You you had to get listed on their website before you could vote for. We tried, you tried, other people have tried to get us on there, and for some reason they wouldn't accept us. So they wouldn't. They didn't have to respond to anyone, despite us not being loved by the Ursa Major Awards. I would still suggest that you go in there, look at their stuff, and vote for furry stuff because it's very furry centric. It's well, it's all about furries. It's all furry, and what makes so if you vote, you're voting for furry stuff. Yes. So so go in and vote and uh, exercise your right to vote for the Ursa Major. (laughs) Fur it up. Fur it up. (laughs) Fur it up. Fur up the vote. Yes. I remember so that. When there was the election happening and everything, I remember talking about furring up the vote by, like, writing Tabin's name. And I wonder if there were any Tabin write-ins. That would have been really cool if there were. I, I'm sure there was. And I suppose under the Freedom of Information Act, you could probably find out how many votes you got. One half. One half a vote. One half of a vote. They forgot how to spell my name. So they just got T-A right. and an N. And the middle was left out. So, and they're like, "Who's this yep. tan guy? And and why is he in the sun so long?" Do you have any news for the furries in the news? I do not. <laughs> do you, do you like how I built that up? Like, oh, he he has something. There's something out there, but no, sorry. It's like macrame. That's the art of not tying. Macrame. I love it when I tell a joke that Tabin doesn't understand. <laughs> is, is, so is that like when you have dinner with cheese, but you say, nay, not the Mac? 
because it's macrame. No, no, it's not that. Macrame. Macrame. May I have the mac? Nay, you <laughs> shall not have the mac. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. I think it's time we move along oh to my math. Cow. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go with this? Sweet child. Oh, sweet child. Is there a, mu- <laughs> Is there a musical like that? Oh, sweet child? Well, there's a song, Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, sweet child of mine. Yeah. Is that a baby that was born in a coal mine? That Well, they were voting on the, they were voting on the Bear Minor Awards. Ah, yes. The Ursa Minor. Ursa Minor. <laughs> I, I'm missing everything. Oh, my cow. First, I try and tell your joke. And then I try and like talk. It's like everything's going wrong. Okay, so speaking of math, so I have two little math thingies. And, and I, I was looking back I, at um, all the math I've done recently. And I haven't done like a logic puzzle or a paradox recently. So I thought I'd do a little logic thing and a little fun paradox thing. Okay, I'm ready. I have a pencil in hand. <laughs> you remember how my things go. So I'm going to save the, the paradox for the second Thing because it will actually tie into something that I know is dear to your heart, barely. So we'll save that for last. You'll just have to wait. So first of all, and you will actually maybe need to write something down for this to figure out, but it's a little fun logic puzzle. Okay. And it goes like this. Inside a dark closet are five hats. There are three blue and two red. Knowing this, three very smart men go into the closet and like, okay, the three... <laughs> Three men go into the closet, and it, this isn't a joke. This is really how the, the thing goes, but I figured I should just stop and say, there it is. They go into the closet, uh, the dark closet that has the five uh, hats, three blue and two red, and each selects a hat in the dark room and places it upon their head. So they don't know, they can't see who's wearing what hat, they can't see what hat they pick, and all that good stuff. Now they come out, no one of the three people can see their own hat. Of course not, it's on their head, but they, have, they can see. Well, two of them can see the others, two. Um, the third one cannot see any because they also are wearing very dark sunglasses <laughs> or something. So the third one can't see. The third one's blind? The third one's blind. We'll just say the third one's blind. There you go. So it it doesn't even matter if he could knew which hat he was picking. Anyway, so uh, the first one says, looks at the other two hats and says, you know, they're trying to figure out what color their hats are. And the first one says, I cannot uh, tell what color my hat is just by looking at the other two. Like, okay, well, that sounds the reason. But okay. The second man hears this, looks at the other two and says, well, I can't tell what my hat color is either. The third man, the, the blind one, the now ordained blind one. The ordained blind man, yes. <laughs> he can conduct like wedding ceremonies because he is ordained. But so he yes. says, well, okay, now I know what color my hat is. So the question is, what color is the blind man's hat? Um, Blue. Well, I mean, you can guess, but like. I've had even shots either blue or red, one of the two. So, either, you know. Of course, there are more red hats than blue. So that changes the probabilities. Probability that you have a red hat is not 50%. No, but it's a 50% chance of me picking oh, 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 one oh, of hi, the two hi, colors. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. See, that's true. It's like. There's only There's two. There's only two choices. There's, it's red or blue. We are learning so much about probability from the barely right now. Let me tell you. Let's find out if you're true. Here's how the logic goes. 
So the okay. first one sees the, I, I actually find this pretty cool, actually, how this works. The first one sees the other two, and he says he doesn't know um, what color hat he is from that. So that means that, remember, the second one, it, I mean, they're all smart. The second one is listening to this, and this is the information he gets from that. This means that the first one is not wearing a blue hat. There's only two red hats. And so if the other right. two were wearing red hats, he would know that he's wearing a blue ah, hat. So since he doesn't yes. know, he, he hasn't concluded that, which means that both the other two, there's only two possibilities. They're either both wearing blue or one's wearing blue and one's wearing red. Because he can't tell, then one of them is wearing blue and one of them is wearing red. Logically, if he can't tell which color he is. Because if he saw right, two right. blue yep. hats, or yep. he could see two blue hats, and he might not know whether he's wearing red or blue. Because there's right, three blue there's hats. Three, okay. Right. So the, the two red okay. hats is, is kind of the key there to that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, okay. so now we go to the second fur. We'll say they're a fur. <laughs> um, and Why not? Yeah, they're fur with hats. The second fur looks yeah. at the third one and see what color they're wearing. Um, and remember, he said he couldn't tell, given this information. Right. Now, if if the third one were wearing a red hat, then he would know that he must be wearing mm -hmm. the blue hat because he knows they're not both right. wearing the red hat. But since he says he right. doesn't know, he does not get that information. So that means that the the third one must be wearing a blue hat. Since I would, I would agree with that, there. yeah. So, I mean, so you were right in the end, but um, I find that... Logic, very cool and fun to think through about and figure that out. Is that a probability problem? That would be just more of a logic problem, I think. I mean, you can get logic probabilities okay. into it, but I just call it a logic puzzle. When you brought up there's only two possibilities, so like 50% chance, there's a probabilities that you taught us all right. about. So the paradox thing, um, and I'm, I'm not going to tell the obvious paradox puns because I've done that a million Please, times. No, we've in the we've done it we many, many times. That. Oh, my cow. Um, so, so there's a, it's a time paradox. I, I always find time paradox is pretty cool and interesting. So it's a time mm -hmm. paradox. So, so there's this time traveler, and he finds um, a book on the great works, uh, the general Theor theory of relativity by Albert Einstein. So he finds this and learns about the Einstein's theory of relativity. Then he okay. travels back in time before anyone knew about this. Travels back in time and teaches the theory of relativity, to Einstein. Hmm. Einstein claims it as his own theory, does that, and then well, that's publishes. that's kind of a crappy thing to do, but okay. I know, that's yeah. what I'm thinking, but he does. It's the 50s or whatever. So, of course, he writes it all down and publishes it, and then decades later, lots of copies of the general theory of relativity, and then the time traveler finds the book in a bookstore and reads the theory of relativity and learns it, goes back and teaches Einstein, repeat. <laughs> so the question is, okay. who invented the theory of relativity? George. You are 110% <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's really cool because you think, did Einstein do it? Well, no, because he learned it from the time traveler. Okay, well, the time traveler did mm -hmm. it. Well, no, because... He learned it from Einstein. So it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And it's, it relates to, it's like a chicken and egg paradox thing, like which came first type thing. And if 
you go back and listen to some of the other episodes where I talk about like the, oh, who shaved the barber paradox and autological, homological paradox and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so this is actually a thing in called in physics called a causal loop where you have this time paradox thing where something happens and then it happens earlier before it actually happened and you get this like loop thing and everything and so Mm. you're of course wondering how does this apply to something i know and is dear to my heart taven well i'll tell you in doctor who (laughs) oh doctor who see see i told you um, in Doctor Who, this comes up a lot. In the episodes, there's mm-hmm. an episode called Blink where this mm-hmm. comes up. There's a two-parter. The first one of the two parts is Under the Lake, then the other is Before the Flood. This is a mm-hmm. big thing that comes up. So yeah, I, I figured you had probably seen examples of this in Doctor Who. So that's why I bring that up. Mm-hmm. But also, um, this was in you know Terminator, the Terminator movies. Skynet, that came up yep. because... Let me see if I can remember, because... Skynet invented, you know, all the cyborgs and everything. But the only reason they could invent that was from remains of a cyborg (laughs) that they found. Right. There's a famous line from Dr. Hugh about Dr. Hugh. No, Dr. Who. (laughs) People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect. But actually, from a nonlinear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Timey-wimey stuff. It really is. It really really is. So there's actually a lot of examples of these things that are actually called bootstrap paradoxes. So one is, um, I found very interesting, they're calling it the most quote-unquote extreme example of a bootstrap paradox, involving a person anyway, can be found in, his name is Robert A. Heinlein, H-E-I-N-L-E-I-N. He has a short story in 1959 called All You Zombies. And this apparently actually inspired the movie from 2014, Predestination. And in this story, the main character, which is an intersex male that was born female, is tricked into going back in time and impregnating, how do you say that word? Impregnating his pre- That word, his pre-gender assigned female self who subsequently gives birth to him slash herself. And so, as a result, he becomes a self-created entity who is both his own mother and father. Huh? Okay. So so these fun paradoxes can do things like that. There is my math for the week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, Robert Heinlein is a very well-known, very well-written sci-fi author all right well that takes us into our all-time favorite all-time favorite one of the most favorite <laughs> segments on our podcast the really bad jokes, jokes. Oh. And as you have pointed out on several occasions our entire podcast is a really bad joke it really but, is so i'm not a border collie anymore i am a pointer <laughs> pointer because i pointed, pointed that out, out. Oh, my cow. Take a drink. Okay. So are you using your really bad joke book or are you using your new book? Okay. I'm not using my new book. I'm using my really – my new book has good stuff. This this book is called Funny Jokes and Foxy Riddles. And if you watch the FC Virtual Con live podcast that we 
recorded. You can see I held it up and you can see a picture of this book. It looks very much from this. Actually, it looks like it's from the 70s, but it's actually from 1968 called Funny Jokes and Foxy Riddles. And this has horror like sometimes literally we don't even understand what they're saying sooner or later you're going to have to replace that book because you're getting close to the end actually i'm only halfway through okay. today i'll be reading on page 40 and there's 80 pages of this can you believe this well, there we go pages? so we're okay 80 pages of brilliant and, jokes. and okay. these um are jokes that i have not read ahead of time so we're all hearing them for the first time ourselves which means that if it's really really bad it's not my fault Blame the book. It's not like I picked it out. Yes. It's like, oh, this is blah, 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 blah. So why did I just talk like that? I don't know, but there it is. I don't know. There you go. So what are you me. doing? I don't know what, what you're do, doing. I don't know anymore. what you're doing. I don't know. I don't so know. So give us a joke. Give I'm gonna joke, give yeah. you a joke, sweetie, and it's gonna be great. What or not? What am I doing? Ask me what I'm talking about. David, what are you talking about? I have no idea. And thanks for asking. <laughs> so, All right. Well, read us your first joke. Speaking of hinder fruit, what does a ghost on guard duty say when he hears a noise? I have no clue. Halt! Who ghost there? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So this is an example of what. Oh of, my count. Which is why we call this section really bad jokes. This is why. Um, is was that even a joke? I don't even think it classifies. I don't know. So do you know what what kind of tea is the hardest to swallow? The kind with grape nuts in it. No reality. <laughs> So, wow, why are we on like a Halloween thing here, apparently? Because I want to know. I want to know. Barely. I want to know what do ghosts chew? Bubble gum? I don't know. What do they chew? Booble gum. Booble gum. Oh, right then. That's a nice thing for the (laughs) jokes to drink then. Booble gum. Yes, right. (laughs) We are whisked away to um, England. Or where is that? Bloody, bloody England we are, yes. Yeah. So are, do you yes. know what you call you know what you call a dog who swallows your owner's jewelry? I do not know the answer to that question. What's the answer? Well, we called it a diamond in the rough. Bark, bark, bark. Oh, mm-hmm. that reminds me. This is from my own puppy brain. Where do you get dragon milk from? I, I don't know. A short legged cow. Okay, that was that was good. I like I'm that. proud to say that was not from my really bad joke book. That was just from <laughs> me. My name is Taven. I'm a pup. Let's just get that out there right now. Bark, bark, bark. bark. Yes. But <laughs> if we're going to go back to my book now, name a collective noun. What is group. this even? Oh, my Lord. Okay, okay, what's a collective noun? Garbage truck. Oh, it collects garbage. It's a noun. It's a garbage truck. Just like truck. what it's this joke noun. is. It garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you know what the fashion policeman said to his sweater? No, I have not heard. What does fashion policeman say to his sweater? Do you know why I pulled you over? <laughs> oh, that was that was that's pretty good actually. That I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, you like that one? I will let that one go through. That's akin to the lonely <laughs> thing. This one has mm-hmm. two people involved i will be playing the part of the man and okay. i will then also be playing the part of i am diane okay i don't know why it sounds like that but okay 
He just ate some liver. I don't know. The man says to the Indian, I beg your pardon, but what is your name? The Indian says, Running there. The man says, Is that your son? The Indian says, Yes! I forgot I forgot what the Indian sounds like. So he's, Apparently like he, that, yeah. He's going sounds on like a train. A, um, yeah. <laughs> he's, running a, he's not running deer anymore. He's running train. He's so running he train, yeah. since he's a running train, he's the conductor. Ha! Uh-huh. That was okay. Uh-huh. So maybe I'll actually that was a joke within a joke. I love this. The man says, What's his name? And the Indian says, 99 cents. And the man says, 99 cents? The Indian says, yes, he's not a buck yet. Because running deer was the Indian. Oh, running deer, he's not a buck yet. He's 99 cents. So I'm just going to stop there. (laughs) I'm going to tell you one more. Do you know why the baby strawberry was crying? I do not know why was the baby strawberry crying. Because his mom and dad were in a jam. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what that does? That brings us to the end of our podcast. Wow. And I'm that's... sure that everyone is, <laughs> they're so excited that we're at the end finally. They're thinking like, wow, how did I, it's one of those things, like when you're watching a car crash or something, it's like, I really don't want to, but I can't look away. <laughs> That's what our podcast. So it's another fun-filled podcast. It's hard to believe that we we sit down and the next thing we know we're at the end. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe we we spent an hour or an hour and a half or an hour and forty minutes or almost two hours in some cases doing our podcast. It's insane. We are crazy. And to everyone who's listening, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so and much. If, really, I you, mean, really. If you didn't. If you didn't listen, then the two of us would just be locked up in a rubber room because, you know. We're just talking to each other. And I'm making funny jokes like this. And they're not funny. They're just really stupid. (laughs) And Barry's listening to me and he's all excited about it. So we should really be locked up. (laughs) That's right. If we're the only two listening, we have a problem. But anyway. But, you know, um, on that note, though, if we're the only two listening, no one else knows, which means we're not going to get locked up. So it works out. That's true. There you go. But if if, if members are listening, then they do know, and then we're probably going to be locked up anyway. (laughs) And I'm wearing a blue hat. (laughs) And you, (laughs) it actually took me a second, but now now I uh, understand. Yeah. Before I turn it over to you to say your goodbyes, a couple of weeks ago we talked about a signature line about saying goodbye, and I have come up with my signature line that I'm going to sign off with. Every you got week. it. It's official now. I can't wait to hear it. What is it? So goodbye until next week. And remember, stay furry. I love it and approve. Wait, wait. So Tabin, say your goodbyes. On, on the other paw, this pup doesn't have a standard thing. Well, the standard thing is to take about five hours to say goodbye. So let me start by saying, Harry Fur, thank you so much. If you're listening to this, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you, there was actually some good information in the pup episode, in our pup episodes. Um, so I hope you learned stuff. I hope you enjoyed it. We love, we hug. We can't wait to get to a con and hug again, of course. You know, just listening to this is just so much support just right there. And, and we really, really, really appreciate it. And we really love knowing that we could help you out by entertaining because that's what we want to do. Well, we have fun doing this too. But that's an mm-hmm. extra high level perk is to entertain too. Um, <laughs> wow. Any high, a high level perk. Much like habitual listener 
is a high level right. perk. Okay, so now, anyway, thank you so much. Uh, we wag, we hug, we fluff, and we'll talk to you next time. Bark, bark. Barely Furcasting is an Injured Nerves studio production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyfurcasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the hosts and their guests, and no commercial compensation was granted. The Furcast is produced, recorded, and directed by me, Barely Normal, a.k.a. Mike Vegan, and is edited by myself and our associate editors, Rain Raccoon and Keynes. This week's interview was edited by Keynes. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music, was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by our music associate Reg Day with Damian Tanuki. Other interstitial and background music by Shane Ivers through SilvermanSound.com and the YouTube Free Use Library. If you would like to send us a message, you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at bfftchat on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, or on the BarelyFurcasting.com webpage. You can help support the show through donations at ko-fi.com forward slash BarelyFurcasting, or through Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash BarelyFurcasting. Thanks for listening. We hope you come back and listen next week. (laughs) 